0: welcome back to another hour of sky shower my name is noah and this is jesse all right well uh hopefully everyone had a nice wonderful week ahead of the or this past week and another one uh ahead of them coming up <laughs> <laughs> as i stumbled through that intro right there uh so this evening uh we have the uh Airstone, um the sea cask right
1: the sea cask yes. 10 year yes all right
0: and uh from there, we went to, uh, well, we have our shout outs after that, and then our uh, restaurant review, Takoda. Dakota. Dakota! 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 And then our smarter challenge being Fight Club. Scotch review.
1: Airstone 10 year sea cask. You go to find any real research about this distillery and there's not a whole lot to find. (laughs) As far as their range of scotches, they have two. The sea cask and a land cask. The sea cask is known to be light. uh, The land cask a little more smoky. So with this one we are trying the sea cask. This one is another one of the distilleries owned by Um, William Grant and Sons, the master distiller here, is Brian Kinsman at Airstone. And uh, it could be a pretty interesting scotch. I mean, I have to admit, I've had it before, and it went down pretty easily.
0: I would not know, (laughs) because I have not tried it yet. So I am definitely looking forward to it. And um, as you mentioned, um, uh, there's only two different kinds. There's the land cask and sea cask uh it, this is part of the lowland so right this is a lowland A uh, uh, lowland yes and from my understanding they have uh the difference between land cask and sea cask is that they have warehouses in two different locations one location is right there
1: on the sea at the airshire co- uh, coast yes
0: and that, uh, and and because of the because that warehouse is right there on the sea, the maturation process that it goes through, the sea salt uh, from the uh, from the ocean air there kind of gets into there. Whereas I guess the land cask is a little bit further inland, and therefore that warehouse they uh, add tends to produce something that's a little bit more smoky. Yes, because they add that peat. Okay, awesome. Um, and then uh, the only other thing I kind of know about this, uh, which is not a whole lot, is uh, as you mentioned, it is uh, William Grant and Sons. Um, this is uh, they've been in around for six generations, so
1: it's a long time.
0: Yeah, and, and one of their main brands is Glenfiddich, right?
1: Yes. Okay. Another one Balvini Balvini, yeah, and their list goes on pretty well, actually. like you like a blended scotch, not really our favorite, but they make the monkey shoulder, very popular um Clan McGregor, House of hazelwood, uh, Talamore, Talmore. Talamore. oh Talamore, okay, yeah, um which i've seen i 've never tried, but now it's going to be interesting, um just just adds to that very short list of lowland scotches we have tried now and with this one um, Noah mentioned the Ayrshire coast where they have the warehouses and one of the things about that coast and uh, the impact it has on the scotch maturation process is that there's nice um, temperature changes which really help so uh, there are some cognacs like Kelk cognac who have variations that do very similar things they actually take the cognac into a ship and um, take it onto the sea I'm not quite sure I mean I don't think you can ship it and have it explode like champagne or a soda however um, i'm sure it does have some different impacts along the way especially with those temperature changes
0: wow i'm looking forward to trying this one out i do like the box the box is like a nice like white it's like a gray scale right it's a white and gray kind of like uh Background showing the uh, shore shoreline.
1: Yeah, it uh, uh, the box reminds me of just that a gray scale version of the old Talisker boxes.
0: And then it has like the nice like kind of like a uh, copper or brassy type of like uh, ten year listed on there, which kind of I'm assuming it's for the for the stills, right?
1: <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> copper stills are the way they go.
0: <laughs> it does look like I have a nice color to it.
1: Yes. Again, you already mentioned pretty handsome box-in-bottle. With this, yeah, you could take this to a semi-formal event if uh, you know you're not uh, trying to be a brand whore, so to speak. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I want the Dalmor, Other times I'm like, hey, let's try Airstone. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually a pretty good-looking bottle. It's simple, uh, mature-looking pop this bad boy open, see what kind of treat we have. As far as the decor on the uh, foil, plain black, I do like it. it's a nice, solid foil feel. However, it's not decorated. You don't have the handsome, the uh, classy emblem or anything stamped onto the top of it. One for you,
0: two for me. Thank you, sir. (laughs) All right. I guess we'll go into warp speed. All right. Cheers. Cheers. looking at Airstone's um, pour um here in this dram um, i do get uh, the color here the color the color i find it to be somewhere like in like the medium copper type of like color i, I do like it I, I like the color of it uh which has actually been kind of a little bit different i think from some of the other little lands that we had because i think some of the other ones were a little bit lighter so i do like this color here a little bit more uh, when it comes to the bouquet, um, what I'm getting out of it is uh, I put here sea breeze with biscuits and hints of oak, delicate oak. Like there's like a, I like I I forget which one it was, but you like I don't know probably many episodes ago, you talked about biscuits, right? And how you could smell biscuits. And this one I can kind of smell. It's it's almost like. Imagine being, like, at, like, uh, maybe, like, on the coastline there, like, on, like, uh, in Jersey or uh, in California or something like that. And then, like, there's, like, a a bakery shop, uh, like, nearby where you get, like, whiffs of, like, uh, of, like, freshly made biscuits uh, being cooked. Uh, And you get getting that that sea breeze with the biscuits. That's what I'm kind of getting right there with, like, hints of, like, uh, hints of oak. And as far as like the uh, the palette, uh, what I'm getting here is originally I, you know, this is I would not have never have ever ever said this except for I saw it in their <laughs> tasting notes, but they said cotton candy. You know what? I get cotton candy.
1: I do too. It's almost ironic. <laughs> you're you're obviously so you must have known where I was going with this, <laughs> dude. Like I was the same way. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> it's fucking cotton candy
0: in this scotch. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like like cotton candy with hints of like roasted almond and um and creamy vanilla. Like if you can mix like cotton candy like that fluffy sweetness with the creamy vanilla and roasted almond, that's kind of what I'm getting there. And you still get that kind of like the sea salt brine or whatever, just a slight hint of that as well. Uh, but as far as my like the finish here, um it's a lingering su- sweetness. That has like a delicate oak, like the oak is not overly powerful, and ins- but it, you can just you can, you can uh, taste that hint of oak throughout that finish there, and um, the it, wood it,
1: stays on the tongue.
0: The wood does stay on the tongue, <laughs> and uh, you you may want to fix your uh, your headphone there. You got like a hair popping up or something. <laughs> it looks much better now since you uh, wanted me to warn you last time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what I was chrome on, man. Where am I? this one you have What's like up, a, this one you have
0: like a little hair go like like
1: <laughs> <Hey, Vato. laughs> more like
0: alfalfa or something like
1: that alfalfa is cool he got the lady
0: yeah he did uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in any case um yeah this one here I can see like if you're not want if you don't want to be like a guy who wants a uh brand name drop as you're talking about earlier. <laughs> uh this is this would be a great scotch just to take uh you know to like uh an event and uh i think the price point i think is probably fairly decent it's should...
1: like 30 35 bucks
0: yeah this is kind of like i will say that it's no oven,
1: right it's nice bottom shelf bro <laughs> and it's
0: no like talisker uh but like if you want like kind of like that sea salt flavor or that kind of like that kind of like a scotch, but you just don't want to, you know, don't want to drop the money for it.
1: Drop a C note, a yeah. blue face.
0: Uh, this would be a this is a decent uh, a decent uh, one to replace it with, and uh, I can see it taking you know to like a uh, you know hanging out with a bunch of buddies, go watch a you know watching a game or playing poker and stuff like that. And it's also one where because of the price point, you don't have to worry about sharing it with other people and what they think about it or whatnot. Ah. So. I give this one definitely two thumbs up. Yeah,
1: it's uh,
0: for I me. I would give it four if I
1: had. <laughs> Let me put my. Wait a minute. Last night, I saw four thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I saw zero thumbs.
0: <laughs> Lots of carpet.
1: <laughs> All right. So, one Noah's saying about this scotch. I. Uh, carpet. I mean, once in a while, you need some new carpet. We were talking about that at dinner. Yeah. yeah carpet gets old. <laughs> it does. So, with that. <laughs> I'm right there with you man this for me I'm going medium medium brass um, not the not the medium gold of the other lowlands or even light gold of some of the other lowlands that we have enjoyed on the show uh, and then on the nose for me immediately light floral, a little bit of oak and those biscuits like. Absolutely a little bit of biscuits, which is interesting because, uh, you know, if you uh, ever go to a chicken place, get some biscuits, what do you use to put on those biscuits? Well, for me, it's honey. And with that, that's one of the flavors I get in here on the palate. I get this blend of creamy vanilla and honey. And I think that honey, it's almost like coats my tongue and stays there through the palate. And then you get this little hint of cotton candy. And if you like cotton candy, this is a win. If you abhor cotton candy, then uh, this probably wouldn't be your favorite scotch, but it's not going to turn you off. It's not actually like eating cotton candy, there's just this hint of that sweetness in there. Um, for me, it's very close to honey, just a little bit sweeter, uh, more delicate almost. But still, you got that honey. I got that honey coat on my tongue. And with that comes this lingering, uh, creamy honey vanilla flavor with a slight tannins and oak, not... M- not meek by any means, definitely there, um, but not so offensive. Uh, too bold, just a nice, smooth, lingering finish. And I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I see this, I smell this, I taste this, and I'm thinking of a uh, walking on the coastline, walking by the sea. Like this is definitely one where I'm bringing a glass, walking by the ocean, giving myself a nice big pour. And enjoying a walk, you know, with the the cold water rushing upon my feet as the waves crash. That's what I'm smelling, man.
0: You mean like having a a cup in one hand and a bottle in the other? Oh, yeah. Just like walking like that? Oh, hell
1: yeah. (laughs) Just mm, You know, looking at all of the beautiful people on the beach, looking away from the non-beautiful people on the beach, (laughs) enjoying some scotch. Uh, You know what it
0: also reminds me of?
1: Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. There you go. Jennifer Connelly. This bottle of scotch. This glass. Yeah, I'm in. Tom Cruise, you know. No, 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 no. no. He can stay home. Oh, he can stay home. Yeah. Jennifer <laughs> Want a drink? It's your bar, right? <laughs> the general's daughter, right? Penny. That's right. Penny. Mm. It's good stuff. I give it as well uh, my full approval, especially for that price point. Um, good, fun, classy, and enjoyable. I think a, a beginning drinker could actually enjoy this one too. Oh
0: yeah, definitely. We could test it on a know a twenty one year old.
1: Going once, going twice,
0: <laughs> gone. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I was like, yeah, it has to be legal, right? It has to be twenty one. Yeah, right? I mean, I I probably shouldn't have drank when I was younger, but I probably drank before I was 21 a few times. I'm sure most people do, but.
1: It's time for our shout-outs. Really? Not a whole lot of shout-outs. I I got nothing, man. (laughs) How about yourself? What kind of shout-outs do you have?
0: I'm going to give a shout-out to Black & Decker. All right. So, Jesse knows this. uh, Like, I've, like, recently, uh, I make this coffee in the morning. So, like, some people call it, like, bulletproof coffee or whatever, but it's, like, butter coffee. And, uh, you know, I... uh, went through like four different like blenders before I got this like black and Decker one. So I went to, I think it was Ninja. So I went to Costco, We're going bought- through
1: hundred dollars blenders <laughs> once a week. I was just like, God damn son.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So I, I got like the, like the professional whatever Ninja there at Costco and it's about like somewhere around like, I don't know, like $79, $80 for one of these. And I'm, think- I'm thinking like, okay, it's, it's gotta be decent quality. Like every like I got it, it, it like the uh, the pitcher part would would like crack, and then like there'd be coffee all over the counter and stuff. So I returned it, got a new one, did it again like less than a week, and this happened four different times. So finally, I'm like, screw this, screw, screw Costco, screw this Ninja company, and I went to uh, Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, by the way, if you uh, if you were like watching uh, the stock markets, you're probably making some money if you bought some of the Bed Bath & Beyond stock when it was like down at like $6 a share. Um, any case, uh, back to my story here. I, so I went to Bed Bath & Beyond and I bought a $25 <laughs> blender that has a glass pitcher and the thing has been working like a champ. So I got to give a shout out to Black & Dicker.
1: That's a pretty damn good shout out. Yeah. It really is. Because you can spend a hundred bucks on a blender, last a week. Twenty twenty-five bucks on a blender probably lasts ten years.
0: It's lasted pretty well. lasts longer than the other one so far. So
1: Black and Decker actually makes a lot of good products, and actually they're they're part of the parent company, DeWalt. A lot of people don't know. Oh, that. Okay, nobody wants to like be like, oh yeah, I bought a Black and Decker and paid two hundred dollars for this drill that says DeWalt, but ultimately Black and Decker makes those. <laughs> nice.
0: So that was my shout out for this week. It's a good shout out.
1: I still don't have one.
0: Still don't have one? Okay. Ah. How about get it togethers?
1: All right. Well, get it togethers. Man. Plenty of those. Which one to name? I'm gonna go back to uh Pelosi in the Dems though. Like <laughs> going back to Taiwan. Um what just what's the point? I
0: don't know. You tell me.
1: Start World War Three. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's all I've got. Like with everything that's been done, they're definitely uh, showing us that your previous episode and smarter challenge on the MIT computer and group, uh, the masterminds in 1972 that predicted the end of civilization society um, before the end of this century, like, it's all on track. And these things that have happened the last couple years have really amplified the impacts of everything, first starting with COVID and lockdowns and everything there. Um, everything and that has been a domino effect since then, gas prices skyrocketing, chip shortages, food shortages, inflation has literally all been because of some of those dominoes dealt way back when. And it's just tragic, it it really is, and then you have to wonder, okay, so, they're not so much saying the world ends in the next 20 years, Uh, you know, this is the group from, uh, what was it, the, it's the Rome group, I Um, think that, The Club of Rome? club of rome yeah the club of rome is the one who ultimately did all this and you know as they have revisited it um not really they they didn't revisit it but as people have individuals um one in particular recently have revisited they're like yeah damn we are right on track 40 years later 50 years later um this is not looking good and it really comes down to not the end of the world but the end of society and it's important for people to consider the difference because the end of society is just that it's okay so now we have uh maybe continents starving because they don't have food or continents whose lifestyles are forced to change because they don't have chips to make cars and they don't have transportation we're well on track for all of these things right now
0: so you know like depending on like how far you want to go digging in the rabbit hole you know club of rome council of foreign affairs uh the uh illuminati they're all part of like supposedly the same type of like ruling group that uh yeah they wrote out papers and uh and uh, stuff like that uh that talks about the the decline of society but how much of it is actually like like because it happened naturally organically or is it being manufactured i mean so like that that it is a good rabbit hole to go down if someone wants to, but it's a, uh,
1: it's something to be conscious of, for yes, sure.
0: Definitely. Um, my get it together happens to be with the FBI.
1: Dun dun dun.
0: First of all, I don't think I don't know how many people trust the FBI anymore, uh, how much credibility the FBI has.
1: Not since they assassinated Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but, uh, for them to, uh, go into, uh, Mar-a-Lago, I think I talked about a little bit last week, but you know, like here's, here's the thing is like, uh, the papers like the so, so-called like confidential papers that, uh, they were aware of it. He, Trump has been working with him on it and they never like rated, uh, Obama who had like over 50 confidential pieces of paper, uh, or documents as well. They never rated, uh hillary clinton with her with all of her like thousands of emails and confidential stuff in there so it just kind of makes you wonder um with our if we're supposed to be a country based on laws and it's not like we're not supposed to have a two-tier law system it really doesn't look like that anymore so you know i i think i think the fbi needs to get it together or they just we just need to get rid of the FBI altogether. I don't know. But that's kind of my uh, get it together out there. I know it's a little bit of a rehash of last week, but we last week you. it was a
1: breaking news type of thing. Breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Dakota. Right there in Parker, Colorado, right off Parker Road, really. Yeah, Parker and Hess. Parker and Hess. So, Dakota, what would you think?
0: Uh, looking at the outside, it looks like it's going to be like a huge, huge place, like with like a lot of like tables and stuff like that. Uh, but I was surprised when I walked inside; it looked like it only had like maybe like twenty tables. Uh, but maybe it is bigger because it does have an upstairs, but it was closed down, so I didn't get to see that. Uh, the patio area is actually quite large. A lot of, they have a lot of tables out there on the patio area, but unfortunately, we didn't get to like check out the scenery uh, all that well because it was raining outside, so the patio was shut down. Um, I thought it looked. I, th- I think the the inside, like the the core inside, was decent. It could have been better, but I, we've been to a lot worse places too, so. <laughs> So uh, I'm gonna, you know, I think it's kind of like in the middle of the road there. Maybe like a, like a seven on the inside. It does have like a little stage area, so it might be kind of cool. Maybe like on a Friday or Saturday nights, so maybe they have a band there playing. Um, the uh, staff was kind of like the bartender was what surprised me because the bartender like we didn't sit that close to the bar, but yet the bartender came out and helped us. Uh, and I think because of that he wasn't like super johnny on the spot but he was fairly prompt um like i had to ask him for my water like he got your beer okay but (laughs) 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 i get that i'm not drinking beer but i was drinking beer i was just drinking water tonight but yeah uh and the food i thought the food was so so i mean nothing you like to write home about but the happy hour special made made it kind of worthwhile i think um the uh Mexi skins which are kind of like a mexican type version of potato skins that we got for appetizers I actually enjoyed them I thought they tasted good uh they could have used a little bit more flavor and I think you pointed out um I won't sell your thunder, I'll let you Nah, man you're good so I think you pointed out like how the ground beef didn't look like it had any season to it and I, that's probably why it kind of lacked a little bit of flavor but for, for the most part it tasted pretty good
1: um, I wish they would have gave us sour cream though with ah, it. I thought the same exact thing. I really <laughs> did. Like, where are the like? Where's the stuff to dip it in? Yeah, give me some guacamole, some sour cream, some salsa. Yeah, like, let's dip it that way.
0: The salsa was uh, okay. I mean, you pour like a little bit on, but it was like a little bit too runny to like really enjoy putting on your on the Mexican uh, on the Mexi skin. <laughs> Mexican, I don't know, whatever. Mexi skin uh then the uh then the other appetizer we had i thought would tasted great too but they called it tots uh i don't really see them as tots i saw them as miniature jalapeno poppers and i thought those <laughs> tasted good uh i think they went well with the ranch but here again i probably would have rather had sour cream than ranch Um uh, with it but i overall I thought those were good and then i got the uh the beef nachos as my main meal uh, cause I was just going to stay, I was just saying with the happy hour uh, menu and, uh, and because I wasn't like super hungry after those, uh, appetizers. And honestly, uh, this was a fail. <laughs> i like, usually I'm, a, you know, I don't really eat a ton of nachos, but if I do, I want my, I want my chips to be crispy. I want lettuce and tomato and, like, uh, you know, some black olives on there, some sour cream and guacamole uh, to be served with it as well. They did serve, like, salsa and sour cream, so I'll give them credit there. But – and here's what the – I think where they messed up, and I know some places do this, and I really don't like places that do this because a lot of times they fail because they put, like, the queso type of cheese on there. And if you get it right away out of the out of the kitchen and you eat it right away, the chips will stay crunchy. But the problem is like a, like if you don't get it right away and they kind of linger on there, or, you, or if you don't eat it fast enough, then all your chi- all your chips get really soggy. Yeah, and I don't like that. And so here, I I'm giving that, it's a big fail there. Um, if they, I think what they should have done is use like the shredded cheese and melted the shredded cheese on there on those nachos, and I think you, you know you could have still got the cheesiness and you would have had the crispy chips. So overall, for the food, gosh, I gotta give it like a like a six. The core, giving it like a seven. Um, would I go there to meet friends? Sure. I think it's a good place. I think they have like a decent happy hour. It goes to 8 p.m., so that's like one of the longer happy hours we've been to. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, I think it's an okay place to go. Would I go there for a first date? Eh, probably not. Maybe if I was going to do like an appetizer on the way to go do something else, like to get like a small bite, possibly. But it definitely wouldn't be my first choice. Um, although I definitely will, I definitely do want to go back because I I saw that they had crab cakes on the menu and I think that looked tasty. So that that's kind of my assessment of the place.
1: All right. Well, Dakota uh, is Sioux, the name meaning "everyone's welcome." Uh, It's kind of an interesting little get-go. Sioux like woman or Sioux like Indian? Sioux like Indian. Um, with it, for me, going in, you know, the place is simple. I don't know what else to say. It is not a happening place. It is not full of energy or excitement. Granted, uh, we usually do these reviews on Monday nights, and I don't know that most people are full of energy or excitement Monday nights, but because we usually do it on Monday nights, we've been to a lot of these places on Monday nights, and they usually have more energy and excitement going on. Uh, the bartender our server wasn't bad. I agree, though, Noah. Why did we get him? Why would it be like the one table not close to the bar, which he singled out? Was he interested in you or me? That's the real question. Uh, but
0: it- I don't know. I wish we had the waitress. You look
1: pretty. <laughs> well, she also was very quick. Like...
0: Yeah, and she looked pretty.
1: She was probably overwhelmed. She did have a pretty big floor there to cover. The place is not huge, uh, not bigger on the inside, just the opposite of Doctor Who's TARDIS. And with that, um, the the decor was like to me, the decor, ambiance, six. Uh, The service, honestly, it wasn't bad, it wasn't good seven he got my beers quick but that was it you were absolutely right like that was his one win i needed a beer He got it bartender makes sense he's the one serving the beer uh the food uh for me the Mexi skins were not great i wanted a crispy skin on the outside they were not crispy The ground beef on top had tasted literally exactly like ground beef. I would have loved a little cumin or chili powder, any sort of spice in there. The salsa, as you mentioned, was runny, and uh, that was the extent of the toppings that came with them. Uh, Again, sour cream would have upped it two notches, but still would have left me wanting. The uh, jalapeno and cheese tater tots, uh, for me, those were the win. Out of everything I had there, that was the one thing where I was like, I'd go back and eat those again. I would. uh, Much like yourself, I had nachos, and I got the chicken nachos, and they were a fail. The chips were so promising, too. Here's the thing. He brought it out, and at first there were a couple chips on the side, super thin, cantina-style, crispy, salty, just Perfect, and then once I got from the outside to the inside, soggy and no crunch, like zero crunch. Uh, the cheese or queso that was poured all over it did have good flavor. The chicken was okay. I had the sour cream with it was the best part of it, and that's weird to say that the sour cream was the best part of the nachos, but it really was. Uh, again, I, I'm much like yourself. I wish they would have left the queso on the side. Uh, and and giving me that opportunity to pour it on as I was eating it because the chips really did have so much potential but at the end the food for me was a six um, yeah not doing any favors like getting in and out isn't terrible it's also not great um so location ultimately a six would i go there with a the first date? Uh, much like yourself only if i'm stopping by and it's the easiest thing for a beer and that's about it maybe an affy uh head on the way would i go over there with friends who a beer and a couple appies? yeah i would do that i would stay away from the nachos i would stay away from the mexicans i would try something else the crab cake looked promising that colorado burger uh that had no top bun and was smothered with green chili that actually it looks pretty damn good when they walked by with it maybe we just made the wrong menu selections but what I would like and you hinted on this is I'd love to go back and I'll bet the scores on every aspect would change with that top patio open in the evening not too hot no not too cool maybe a little breeze one of those better meals and a beer uh, I'll bet it could go from my current score of a six all the way up to an eight and a half
0: I would agree with that. I think it it has potential to be higher. It just didn't deliver today. No, no. but I, I'm not sure if if the owner was there. But there's like some older gentleman there that was pretty friendly and always checking in on us. So. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that was kind of a plus, though. But honestly, um, not my first choice of places, and uh,
1: I was kind of bummed. And even with uh, the Happy hour. I was astounded. For as little as we ate, most of those, many of those things being on the happy hour menu, the bill was still fifty-two bucks. Yeah, I don't know how how either. Probably should have done the math. Maybe they like double charge something.
0: (laughs) Quite possible. Quite possible. Fight Club
1: club who's All right. a, a by uh chuck polonic chuck polonic wrote the book 1996 three years later made into a movie starring edward norton and brad pitt um both are great in my mind, a lot of fun. I did not do great in the box office. Wasn't a hit at the box office, but immediately, like so many of those movies that don't do great in the box office but have something there, um, has become a cult classic. Became a cult classic immediately and has stayed one ever since. Uh,
0: I don't know how it didn't do well. I remember seeing it in the theaters, and I loved that movie from the from the from the word go. Um, go. <laughs> I thought it was a great, uh, entertaining movie. Uh, I never read the book. I did start actually uh, reading it uh, this past week, but I didn't finish it. Um, you could tell like the book versus the movie. There are some slight differences, but um, overall, I think it followed. I think the movie from from how far I got in the book uh, followed it fairly decently well. Um, I think there's a little bit of like a, a change though, between the differences with like Marla and, uh, and, uh, Tyler. Uh, so there's like a slight difference between the book and the, how they interact in the movie. And I also think there's also like a slight difference too about like how he meets Marla versus, and how he meets Bob and stuff
1: yeah um, definitely some slight differences there and with that the biggest difference really comes at the end okay. and, and at the end of the movie spoiler alert if you haven't seen this since it came out in 1999 uh, he, he ultimately blows up some buildings some banks and there's nobody in them but he blows them up and ends up it is it, it's seen staying with marla in the book it's a little bit different. At the end of the book, he's sitting there and uh, the skyscraper that he's trying to blow up in the book, he fails because he mixed paraffin in um, accidentally with the explosive or maybe it wasn't accidentally, maybe it was intentional. And so he takes a gun and tries to blow his brains out, ends up waking up in a mental ward in a hospital. Uh, and there's a couple of the hospital workers there and he thinks he's in heaven. He's like, so this is heaven? Like what the hell? hell why is everything white like uh, because you're in a loony bin full, and all of a sudden these two guys are like hey don't worry we're project members we're here for you and we're waiting for you to come back (laughs) (laughs) and that's how the book ends (laughs) is basically he wakes up in a mental hospital after trying to blow out his brain Uh, so the movie much better much happier and then he's got these people that he's trying to escape and stop after he uh, builds this nationwide network of anti social anti consumption um, and just decides at the end he doesn't want to do that anymore and then they're after him he's not (laughs) getting like you you screwed up so um
0: how do you want to approach this movie, or or the the topic here? I you know what made the movie fun for you? You, you know I think first of all like what I really enjoyed about the, the movie is the acting. I thought the acting was I think Edward Norton did such a great job along with uh, with Brad Pitt. Um, they both acted. I thought their acting was totally like uh, like a level. Top of their game type stuff, and it, just watching them interact with each other just made it so enjoyable. And just thinking about like how like if you were ever Norton uh, and you're like talking to your boss and you're wanting to like you can start beating the shit out of yourself in front of your boss, and then they can kind of like make
1: him stop hitting me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's Just so of, good. You watch that, I'm like, wow that that would be kind of like <laughs> that, that. You can just imagine it and be like. That'd be kind of cool if you could pull that out.
1: <laughs> I mean, he did. Yeah. <laughs> got his nice settlement. Fat shake. Paid to stay away from work for a year. <laughs>
0: uh, so it was, uh, I, you know, I just think it was kind of like a fun ride. I loved, like, some of the twists and turns you saw in there about, you know, him having, like, the split personalities and stuff like that. And uh, it was just really, it was just kind of an entertaining and fun ride, uh, you know, to, like, watch um some of the, like the underlying like uh messages and stuff like that though um you know i i i think i can almost uh, i can almost relate to some of them in, maybe in a sense as far as like you know if you allow banks and credit card companies to To manipulate the currencies and stuff like that which we have done with the federal bank and we were also warned not to do why they that's why the the constitution says to have our money based on commodities uh like gold and silver um then you can see how people have becomes uh have become economic slaves and to kind of see like what they're kind of doing they're trying to like I think it was kind of naive to do this because honestly, I think, uh, there's like backups of the backups of the backups. So if you blew up all those like buildings, like he was doing, uh, I think there's probably a backup somewhere of like all the debt that's still out there, but the idea about it, uh, like bringing everyone back to zero and starting over from scratch and, and trying to do it right. I kind of like the idea. Is it feasible? I don't really see it unless you want to do a total collapse of society
1: which may be on its way anyway it is interesting because the book was written you know we're talking about 28 years ago now Um, the movie came out 25 years ago and with that a lot has changed so back then it was easy to read the book and believe as you mentioned that uh, it would be cool if you could just blow up some banks and reset the economy, uh, free everyone who had become an economic slave to interest, to banks making their billions while people were paying them, uh, because the people needed basic necessities. And because of that, it's, it's interesting. Um, nowadays we're. Uh, you know, again, 28 years later, yeah, that doesn't happen. There's so many backups to backups to backups. The government probably has one of everyone's financial transaction that's ever happened uh, since they could start recording it illegally, and I'm sure do. With that, um, the I don't think it would be the same fundamental now. However, in 2015, the, the author did write a comic book, Fight Club 2, and it was... Again, kind of uh, not the best release, but did well with the cults.
0: Oh, I didn't know about the fight Club to you. Um, so what, did, what 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 happened in there?
1: I haven't read it. Um, oh, okay. I, I have no idea. I wasn't that interested. I was just like, okay, so the the movie. And the book, but really the movie is so much fun because you pointed out Edward Norton does an amazing job. He is a phenomenal actor. I loved him as the Hulk. I loved him in this. Pretty much every role he's ever played and he's done just an absolute amazing job, almost overshadowing other greats. I think it did take someone like a Brad Pitt at that pinnacle in Pitt's life, where Pitt was the hot thing going right then, to counterbalance the great acting that the narrator, played by Edward Norton, portrayed... Some of the fun things for me really are the fact that Edward Norton is here and he's he's facing and dealing with insomnia because his job's flying him all over the place. He's doing product tests, really seeing if uh, it's more uh, cost effective for companies to ignore a possible defect in a vehicle or an appliance or a product than it is to recall it. So recalling it, replacing the potentially hazardous parts, or the entire thing altogether uh, it's i the fundamental piece is like it's kind of a dream job like you didn't especially if you get paid enough uh, it's kind of fun to go out and do this research and then get to decide you know you get to play god in a way much like a doctor ironically he goes to a doctor to help him deal with his insomnia and the doctor's like dude, you need to get over this. You you don't have a hard life. Like if you want to go see what real suffering is like, go to the testicular cancer support group. And he does. And it's just like, okay, you're the doc. Who the hell kind of doctor says that? Like a lot of them probably think it. This doctor actually (laughs) said it.
0: (laughs) Well, I think you don't really get that from the movie though. Cause he just starts off going there. Uh, So I think you get that kind of like backstory from the book.
1: Yes, Uh, but it's just, it's crazy because he starts going to all these support groups and he actually enjoys it because it gives him a chance to cry, to let the emotions out. He can actually sleep. All these other people are actually dying from cancer or any number of things. And I think they bring some great comedy into it through truth. Uh, Like the one show or the one group he goes to and there's the older lady who's (laughs) like stage four. She knows she's on her way out and she's like, I'm so-and-so years you know old she's not unattractive um she's like i'm so and so years old i know i'm gonna die soon i
0: just want to get laid yeah i just want
1: to get laid like will somebody please here's my phone number here's my address will somebody please yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah, whatever you want i just really need to get railed you know it's just like that's
0: real (laughs) it's funny though because they talk about it in the movie but it's kind of like kind of glossed over but in
1: the book you make they do make a big deal about like she like he kind of goes on for a little while talking about it but it's like that's just it like if if most people were dying and i think she says she hasn't been intimate i think it was like five or six years or maybe it was even longer than that that is something that that physical touch is something that people want uh people need you know she she's here and back in 1996 or the movie 1999 um to have cancer to have no Hair, um, to be dying, that people were afraid to touch you, and right. so she's not even getting hugs probably from people that loved her at one point in time, she's not getting any of that. And she's just like, Hey, man, here's where I say, it. Here's what, t- please <laughs> come to and me. She
0: kept on going to Tyler to get,
1: oh, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and, and it, it's it's great, like, I loved it because it was real, and it's also funny because it, it's real, that's literally why different parts of this movie or book are funny is because, man, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Like, yeah, man, man, my worst financial state in my life, I would have blown up a bank if I thought I could get away with it. And it wasn't wrong. It didn't go against my code. I would have blown up a bank just like he's thinking to reset his own financial situation. And also, theoretically, he's helping everyone else. Well, there's always a selfish thing. He was playing God again. Uh, But through that, he meets Marla. And with Marla, man, you know, it's interesting because we talked about this. Like, is she hot? No. Is she attractive? Yes. But not because of her looks. What is it that's attractive with this lady? I think it's just, again, that she's honest. She's real.
0: Probably, yeah. She got that crazy, too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's just the thing. Like, she needed to be a little bit hotter to have that 10 crazy scale score. Like, whoa. You're like a... Five, maybe six on the hot scale. You're like a ten, maybe twelve on the crazy scale. Uh, one needs to go. Like we need to readjust. Um, and they call themselves tourists as they go to all these support yeah. groups, which is also great because I think it's real. Um, I think the word tourist was intentional. Um, Polonic did that very well because you literally are experiencing, yeah, and that's why they're doing this. They're going to these other things to experience something like you do when you're on vacation. You're in a new land. And a new country a new state a new lake a new ocean um, you go something new and you're experiencing it just like a new scotch the smells the taste the texture the experience the feeling and that's what they were getting all of those things by going to these different support groups um again polonic used the term "tourist." that that word flawlessly
0: i think yeah i agree with you, you use the word tourist flaw- flawlessly there And I think it shows a little bit of a reflection of our society, of how how they went to all these different types of support groups, and how our society has pretty much um, pushed these people off to the wayside. Um, And then, like this is only like that's only place where people can go to, you know, um, get some kind of support. um, Unfortunately. And I I think there you do see some reflections of real life in there too, like like looking at like uh uh them peeing in the soup. Oh my
1: god, so nasty!
0: But I, I mean, you
1: don't I, don't get the soup. Don't get, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I I went doubt If there's like some cooks out there that do stupid things like that.
1: Yeah, I urine is sterile, so. <laughs> um.
0: But it, it just kind of, you know, and it also kind of makes you wonder, like, if if he did suffer from insomnia, um, what would you do? Like, I mean, obviously, if you're not sleeping, you probably would pick up a second or third job late at night doing something like, like they talked about Tyler doing, like uh, working at the uh, hotels or working at the uh, movie theater, putting in the clips. That was funny, too. Like, in the book, uh, talking about the movie theater was even more, it was even better in the book than it was actually in the movie. Um. But it kind of makes you start to ponder and wonder, like, if you were awake so much and you did so many things, at what point would you kind of almost start to lose your
1: mind and lose who you are? Well, he did it very well, becoming Tyler Durden, who in the movie is Brad Pitt and also plays his role flawlessly. No questions. Here are the rules. No questions. No questions. <laughs> no questions. <laughs> <laughs> It does a great job, uh, I think you're right, if you were constantly stimulated, at what point does that stimulation just become the norm, and it doesn't become uh, positive or negative or arousing or depressing, and again, that's why they become these tourists to go get some new stimuli stimuli um, to experience what other people are actually going through that actually is bad, because they're sitting there pain, feeling terrible for themselves. Meanwhile, they're just fine. They're just, the problem is they're just average.
0: Well, I'm just, to me, it seems like with him, I'm not disagreeing like that's, you know, what he's doing there with the, with the support groups. But I would imagine somewhere along the way, um, is it possible to where you forget who you are and you start like living another personality? Because you're just you're awake so much, like all of a sudden you're like what would have been your normal personality kind of like shuts off and does probably go to sleep. But then, since your body actually doesn't rest or sleep, you just have a second personality that all of a sudden like comes forward. I don't know. I don't know either. But apparently that's kind of like what happens with him.
1: Yeah, he straight up had a split personality disorder. (laughs) (laughs) That's what landed him in the (laughs) looney (laughs) bin. That and trying to blow his brains out.
0: Well I imagine you think anyone trying to beat the shit out of themselves (laughs) I mean
1: at that point of the movie I'm like this is great This makes so much (laughs) sense Keep that one in the back of your mind
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah I enjoyed it a lot I think it was a fun movie Um, Those are great actors though
1: Uh, Phenomenal actors
0: (sighs) What was your favorite part of the movie? man
1: that's a tough one i think see there's like some very poignant parts like when he goes to drink the water and it's oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're at the paper ship company yeah Dude, that's so bad um I mean, ultimately, I think some of the funny pieces are what make it great. Like the clips where you're seeing that he's splicing these porno shots into the movies that people are seeing. Or he's, oh, you know, yeah, the lady who's like, I just want somebody to come and do me. Please. One of my
0: favorite scenes in the movie though, I think it has to be when uh, Bob dies. I was gonna say that, but it's
1: pretty morbid. It is kinda of, <laughs> well, it is kinda of morbid, but I mean like
0: when when all the when he gets his like minions here, right, at uh that are part of Project Mayhem, uh they don't have names. But you know, when uh, Bob dies and he, this is part where his like his like true personality comes out is like, hey, but well, you guys, you guys are stupid. Like he has a name and stuff like that. And then, you uh, all have names. <laughs> and then uh, he's like, and that one guy, so he's so so brainwashed or whatever. He's like, oh, I get it. In death, we have a name, and that name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Robert Paulson. His right. name is Robert Paulson. And and you see it even happen like in other cities too. Like them saying his name is Robert Paulson.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> So Bob, (laughs) his big friend, he ends up like living in Project Mayhem as a person. Like when you die, that's the name that you get. (laughs) I
1: I think that's the most interesting piece of the whole story to me is where I don't think that they're wrong is you think about this idea, this guy who's like, oh, man, I'm just going anti-consumerist ideal. And... Uh, I'm going to start a cult, and it sounds like this impossibility, but I think that every part of this movie is like so possible and so real that it's mind-blowing because, believe it or not, if you haven't looked out there, there are tons of desperate people, most of them males. Let's face it, uh, there's a reason why the male suicide uh, rate right, is scary. the highest of all ages groups. Um, it's it's interesting that the the males doesn't matter again what age or group has the highest suicide rate, but that's because they're so desperate. Uh, the societal pressures put upon them and failures felt. I think that makes this movie that much or the book in particular that much more believable because yeah, there are a ton of people. If you, if you want to look the other way and pretend that that's not real, look the other way and pretend that's not real. There are easily, thousands of people he wouldn't even have to if he really had this idea and he had some money because he got his little cash payout it would be easy for him to set up groups uh to to build a cult who was that desperate and would be who want to be part of something bigger than themselves because at that moment they only have themselves right
0: i think the other another favorite part of my uh of, of mine there in that movie is uh When the owner of the bar comes downstairs and starts beating the crap out of Everett Norton, and he's like, Come on, let us stay here. Let us fight here. (laughs) That part was pretty funny.
1: It was pretty good.
0: (laughs) Pretty bloody and violent, but it was pretty funny.
1: I mean, of, at the end of the day, he gets to stay. He, he gets, gets to, to stay.
0: <laughs> the, the, the funny part, though, is really like the owner of the club after he gets to beat the crap out of him, I'm like, you're fucking nuts, dude. Sure, you can stay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I don't, I don't need any of this. I'm out. It's real.
0: It is real. What's his name, Tony, or something like that? Probably,
1: usually <laughs> is. What's up, Tony? Hey, Tony.
0: Uh,. All right. Anything else we want to say about the movie?
1: No, that was just it. It's one of these interesting. It is one of those cult classics, but it's also very simple. Tons of action. You've got you know an hour forty hour forty plus minutes of nonstop action. But it's intelligent. Like the book is intelligently written. Uh, The movie's intelligently directed. But really, it's the actors. I think that were flawlessly chosen, play their roles perfectly, and make this movie great. I think you put two subpar actors in there. You take away Edward norton and or you take away brad pitt the movie fails it flops it's not exciting it's not sexy there's something sexy about the movie
0: there is and i think uh you know this is when edward norton was like in his heyday of acting so you definitely had to have another star like to like shine just as bright as him on the flip side yeah because i I think they were both like they they uh, balanced each other out pretty well Cause it could have been easy for one side to overpower the other side, but since both their acting was so strong, I think it just complemented each other. Totally. All right. Well, what are we gonna be drinking next week? Next week,
1: Noah has procured for us a bottle of the Ben React single malt scotch whiskey peated cask strength. So that's where it's at.
0: So what does it say like what's uh, does it say with the Alcohol content is on
1: there. I'm sure it's at least 46%. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> next week, Noah's getting lit. 60. 60? 60. 60. Oh, wow. Peated cat strength. I'm batch number two, baby.
0: Okay. All right. Rachel Berry's going to fuck us up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, there could be worse things. All right. Now our, topic for <laughs> next, <laughs>
0: our topic for next week. Our topic for next week. Um, is going to be uh, watch the movie The Time Machine, okay? Uh, with uh, Pierce Guy, is that his name or Guy Pierce? Guy Pierce,
1: 1970 no, 2002. Okay, the more recent one, the more recent one, okay.
0: And I know like that's only part of the uh, of the smart challenge because the other part is going to be if you could go back in time in history. What what part of history would you like to go visit and why? And I know like the book slash movie doesn't really like pertain too much like with like really traveling in history because like you got the I don't know he, he goes some weird places but it was the Morlocks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I know, but it kind of like on the same round there, so we could talk a little bit about the movie and a little bit about like where, what time, like what what era in time that we like to visit. Uh, and just kind of like watch as like an overseer.
1: Yeah. It's going to be one of two right now. One, the more recent one, going back in time with a super powerful telescope to watch the first moon landing that happened. Number two, <laughs> going back in time. If I could figure out when they were actually built to watch the aliens build the pyramids, that would be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. Because
0: <laughs> we know it wasn't uh, slave labor. Yeah. <laughs> Please.
1: <laughs> <If>.
0: <laughs> There's no way you get a bunch of slaves to build the pyramids that last that long and with that type of precision.
1: I it, the, the most stunning piece of any of that to me is the fact that there aren't more people fascinated by it. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to become a conspiracy theorist or start believing in all sorts of crazy conspiracies. Just look at the sheer math—the uh, fact that these things, these giant stones that make some of these pyramids, weigh two hundred thousand tons. So 400, yeah, 4 million pounds. There's like two cranes in the plan on the planet that can lift the, one of these.
0: Well, and how could can, can, can they place everything like
1: like? Yeah, and how many of them died when it fell on them underneath? Like, let's be real. I love all the theories. Oh, yeah, they just used a bunch of logs from trees that were on a different continent (laughs) (laughs) to roll them. I'm like,
0: I I do think it's possible. I do think it's possible. Like, maybe um, ancient civilizations had, uh, maybe had like better technology that we had and we lost that technology
1: uh it may have been materials technology much like in the movie avatar i don't disagree but then at some point somebody took those materials or that technology again
0: because uh, i think uh you can like lift like heavy things using harmonics or something like that like uh, sound like sound waves mm-hmm. uh which could be possible like i don't like supposedly the guy who built that uh, weird ass like uh florida castle uh moved big monolithic rocks uh all by himself and built that uh, coral castle i think is what it's called but anyway impressive yeah so he he apparently said he knew like uh he found the the ancient technology of what they used to build the pyramids but he like randomly died and uh his secret went with him weird yeah i know right anyhow anywho um Anything you want to say to the people? No,
1: drink responsibly. All you kids getting ready to go back to school, how please? Study hard, be smart, think for yourselves, and don't just follow the masses. Don't go with the herd mentality. But most of all, drink responsibly, because uh, as Noah mentioned earlier. He doesn't expect all of you to wait till you're 21. <laughs> I don't either. So drink responsibly. Uh, remember, life is great.
0: Life is great. And yes, uh, I don't expect a lot of people to wait till they're 21. Maybe there's going to be a few out there. But uh, yeah, definitely drink responsibly, especially if you're going to be a freshman going into college for the first time and, uh, you know, joining any greek society uh houses and stuff like that um you know just be responsible drinking don't get too too crazy
1: and now there are some people that are really particular about their birthdays right yes are you one of those where you're like i don't want people to know my damn birthday
0: i don't care if they know my birthday um I just, I just more particular about like saying how old i am
1: all right well happy birthday tomorrow noah Thank you, sir. And with that, you'll finally be 21, legal drinking age. <laughs> 21 <Cheers>. again, yes. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if you could just spin a roulette? wheel and be like, okay, what number is it going to land on? That's I don't all know, it kind
0: of sucked up. You got like 98 or something.
1: There aren't that many numbers on the roulette wheel. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about like 1 through 50. The problem would be like, what happens if you end up on double zero green? Like oh I'm spending your hundred. Yeah. I'm getting shot out again. Oh mom <laughs> didn't want to remember this. <laughs> God damn, God.
0: If you guys made it this far, you're hearing all this. Congrats to you, because this is pretty funny shit here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or what if yeah <laughs> could be just that like oh I'm not finding that egg. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm dead. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, if you have it this far, thank you for watching us. Uh, we are on YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio, and uh, some other uh, places as well. Uh, thank you for all of you who are supporting us and watching us on those any one of those platforms. We do greatly appreciate that. In the, the description down below, the very first link uh, is for the uh, patron members there to become a uh, uh, Podbean patron. Um if you do happen to donate to us, uh, that all that money does go back into our podcast and allows us to procure, 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 <laughs> <laughs> scotches, <laughs> uh, movie theaters and such like that, uh, such things like that. And, uh, uh, hopefully, um, you guys all have a wonderful week. Thanks again. And, uh,
1: Scotchman! Cheers. Cheers.
0: We hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of Scotch Hour. If you did, please like, share, and subscribe. Also, if you have not done so already, please become a Patreon member with memberships starting as low as $1 a month. Thank you, and hopefully, you have a wonderful evening.